Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Tuesday to you, January 17th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday game day edition of KRC as the Cats take on the Georgia Bulldogs tonight. A late one at Rupp Arena. L8 one? Who's. Got any? 9 p.m. Don't have any mm. L81s on me. Ooh, um, just going to get this out here now. For uh, It creeps up on us every single Tuesday for the next month, but that's right. Four straight 9 p.m. Tuesday games, and then an 8.30 oh, Wednesday game. What? Sucks. Yeah. So we're just not sleeping in any Tuesdays anymore. Hey, then we finish with some 7 o'clock games, though. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I bet you Jimmy Dykes will be calling all of them. The Carl Ravage. The worst. Just the worst. I mean, especially Carl Ravage. Like, I don't know. Variety's the spice of life. I just want to hear somebody different. No, I'm not even like a Jay Billis fan, but it was just so nice to not hear Jimmy Dykes and Carl Ravage. To hear the, the two, the same, same old thing. I had to turn off the coach's show when Jimmy Dykes was on there. Oh, I did too. I just, like, I, it's nothing personal. Like, like his Jimmy voice. Dykes, I just, and, and it's just. In a coach's show, I get it. You're being interviewed, whatever. And on the broadcast, I also understand that you're calling the game. But you just don't have to comment on every stupid little thing. Not everything has to be, like, rationalized. Yeah, it's like yeah. the spouse, and this isn't my wife, and probably closer to me than it is my wife, where, like, everything has to be explained out and, like, just sometimes just let me vent. Just, you know, like, sometimes just I don't need, like, rational explanations on everything. Right. Sometimes I just want to complain. And secondly, he's just always so often wrong with his rationalization, too. So it'd be one thing if it was, like, good analysis where you're like, man, I wasn't thinking about that. But most of the time, he's just licking the boots of the officials. Well, yeah, it, 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 I can see why Kentucky fans were upset about it, but if you see right before that foul was called, he's hip-checking them. So it was maybe a little late, but he called it. He called it. It's like, shut up. No, just, just no, it's a bad call. It's a bad call. We don't need your take on it. Uh, yeah, he hit a 30-foot three-point shooter, but if you get out on that screen and make him get out to 32 feet, maybe he's not going to shoot that ball. Jimmy, sometimes people just hit tough shots. It's basketball. It happens, man. 
And he, he can't seem to ever just comprehend that. So he's on the call again tonight, and you're right. It's going to be it's going to be probably a lot more of them. I, um, for me, a lot of it's just getting something different. Where, do you remember, was it 15 where it felt like, I mean, we had either Kaylee Hartung or Shannon Spake with, I, I forget who, it was probably Jimmy then, right? Jimmy did, I mean, he's done a lot of UK games See, for a long time. And I think that's what it is, is he has been the, no, you know who it was that year? That was the Sean Farnham year two run we had, where they put Sean Farnham on SEC games, and he was their number one guy. And then they started getting corny with him towards the end, and it was like, oh, what are we what are we doing here, ESPN? Sean Farnham was fine being Sean Farnham. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all are trying to square peg around hole here. I think it was Farnham and Nessler, which, like, those two, great. Carl Ravitch, this is, he's a baseball announcer. He should call baseball games, not Kentucky basketball games. Not every single one. I just want I don't even have a major different. issue with Carl Ravitch. He doesn't, bo- he doesn't so bother boring. me as much. But, yeah, so he, he also doesn't move the needle for me as well. And I do want to, like, I, and I've tried it, and I've done it before. I do want to do, like, the syncing, the leech audio, and that's, a, that's much better listening to him and Goose. But it's not, it's not easy to do. We don't need to kid ourselves. It's tough to do, especially with YouTube TV. It's it's not it's not the easiest thing to do. So usually I just default to the game broadcast, and then especially I get, when you want to like, I get annoyed. I, I go back and watch replays during the games. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll that, post like when there's terrible calls. I like to post them to Twitter. Oh yeah, that one uh, got a lot of run. I liked uh, Big Blue Drew getting the. We never didn't talk about it yesterday. He got the clip of the the trainer going to put his hand over the camera. Oh, when I didn't. Kaysen was doing his back I didn't see Big Blue Drew tweet that, but I remember that seeing that when that was going on. I was thinking to myself, like he's doing stretches, guy. <laughs> like, it's, what are you, what are you, what are they going to show on film? Yeah, and ESPN at least they did. Like that was the appropriate amount of time to have a split screen, though. Five seconds tops. Mm-hmm. Don't need a lot of split screen. They used to try that a lot with showing cow cam and all that sort of stuff. We didn't, just give us a good. Basketball broadcast. We're going to be stuck with Carl Ravage and Jimmy Dykes all season long. We're going to have to deal with it. But um, hopefully we're dealing with a win. Kentucky plays Georgia tonight. Um, many people forget that Mike White is the coach of Georgia, which I really wanted. Former Florida coach. I wanted to play Florida first because Florida fans get very annoyed with me when I say Mike White's Florida Gators. Did it all offseason. They just run. This guy doesn't even know who coaches Florida now. Uh, they would get very mad. So I, I wish the the shoe was on the other foot. Um, he did not get his revenge though. Florida got their revenge win. On, was it Saturday? I think it was uh, Saturday. Florida beat no, Georgia. it was a little while ago. Um, but the Saturday th- before, maybe. Here's my analysis of Georgia: not as bad as Tom Crean Georgia teams, but still not great. They're I mean they have a their record and resume better than UK's. Uh, at this point, and especially playing good basketball lately, winning six of their last seven. A big and cover in They have won too. nine of their last 11. They are three and one in SEC play. That includes a win over Auburn, who was ranked at the time. Uh, they did lose the Mike White revenge game, but that was in the basketball swamp. And then they beat the Mississippi schools, one on the road, uh, Ole Miss on the road most recently, and then they beat Mississippi State at home. So 3-1 and one in conference, 13-4 and four on the season. This is a solid basketball team that hasn't really taken, they have not taken a blowout all season. Uh, they did lose to UAB in a game that they probably wish they had back. But Oh, a little uh, Andy Kennedy. 
Hey, turning back the clock. Pe- SEC. Pe- yeah, people forget. Oh, here's so a- this is going to be an interesting game for UK. I don't think Rupp is really going to have the juice tonight for Georgia, which doesn't really move the needle for UK fans. Although this team is okay, uh, but more likely Roush nine o'clock start. You don't normally get the same buzz at Rupp for a nine o'clock start as you do for a seven o'clock start. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do think there is going to be some, I don't know if gratitude's the right word, but I think folks are still buzzing from the Tennessee win. And you're still going to feel uh, a bump there. Did you uh, did you see the recap video that UK put out late last night? Yeah, actually. Dude, it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen that, we'll give you like one excuse to maybe take you know, four minutes away from KRC. Wait till the commercial break. Watch it during the commercial break. Oh, it's break. almost perfect for a commercial It break. really almost is. It is really, really good. I love those videos. Wish we had more of them in big games this year, but UK just hasn't been winning them. But finally we get a big one and a win, and they do such an amazing job with it. Uh, the baby woke up at four needing a bottle, and so I went fetter. And I got back, and I was like, all right, I should try to go to bed. I've got about two hours before I need to get up again. And I was like, but I want to check the weather, just kind of see what I'm getting into for today. And I was like, all right, well, if I'm on my phone, just see if there's anything that – because I fell asleep before the game ended last night, kind of a crappy game. We'll maybe talk about that here yeah. momentarily. I thought you were going to show – like Lucy was like, Dad, I need to see the hype video. No, she didn't bring it up, although I'm sure Mom will show her this morning. But mm-hmm. uh, I was like, all right, I'll check social media, just make sure nothing crazy happened in the football game. Nothing did, uh, except just the worst kicking performance in the history of football. And then went and uh, I was like, oh, whoa, they released this? And now, oh, that's – I saw them tweet yesterday that it was going to be soon, but I figured it would just be today, like in the morning. Nope, they released it late at night. So I made the mistake of watching that bad boy and then was just ready to run through a wall. So I did fall back asleep, but it wasn't for very long. Uh, so that was amazing. Make sure you check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um... One of the rare recap videos that actually starts with a loss. So that, like, they, they yeah, I also was like, well, no, I don't want to see this again. What are we doing here? It was a nice kind of scene setter. That. Made me more upset that like Oscar just didn't go take that ball to the rim, make it a one point game. What seven seconds left, something like that. Maybe get an and one, possibly two, instead of just holding the ball for what seemed like an eternity. Like, okay, anybody gonna get open at the three? Yeah, but you're right. Good, good, good scene set. Set the stage. And the other part of it, too, that... Um, kind of shows the roller coaster that is a college basketball season. Yeah, and, and, like, last week, as hard as we were on Cal, it's probably the hardest I've ever been on Cal ever. Like, it's so awesome to see Cal get back to being Cal. Yeah, and it's nice to see that, like, his players like him and love him because you often get locker room issues when things are bad and teams are losing. And I'm not saying that there may not be some stuff going on there. Cal had some interesting comments last night on the coaches show that we're going to talk about today, but it's, it's nice seeing because if your players don't have your back, AKA Chris Mack, then who does? Cause it, you know, if it's bad enough where you have to worry about the players having your back, you know, the mm-hmm. fans probably don't, or at least a big portion of the fan base doesn't. So it's nice to see that like in their little bubble as a team, they've got one another. Rick Cause if you don't have that, the season's over. Damian Lee's back. Oh, Trey Lewis. Yeah. There you forget. Did you We've just... got your back. That was so funny. I mean, like how that doesn't get made fun of more often. I know. It's just, Hey, crazy. we're going to just for no reason at all, take away a postseason from you boys. You probably would have been a four seed. Definitely could have made a final four run with the way Damian Lee could get hot. However, what about some t-shirts and some fake rings? And we'll let you be the parade people during Derby week. Is that good consolation? 
It's like, we've got your back. It's just a lie we tell ourselves, but does it make you feel good? Who over there was like, you know what? This is a good idea. Let's just give it's probably it the same person away. that came up with L1C4. Whoever those two people are the same person. Ooh, uh, speaking of Chris Mack, uh, know somebody that saw him uh, on an airplane and was he was wearing a Miller Lite shirt just because that's what Chris Mack does. Uh, him and Brett Kavanaugh, they love beer. They really, really love beer. I, 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 I like empathize with Chris Mack. Like now, he just seems to be like regular citizen, sports fan, beer lover, dad. And I think that sounds like a pretty cool life, especially when you've got as much money as he likely does. I just find it humorous that he's, I mean, he's like. A year ago, like two years ago, you know, it was like, I may win ACC championships. And now it's like, (laughs) I'm going to go watch the Bengals. The dad at Mid-America who's (laughs) yelling too much at his kid. You know, like, chill out, Miller White dad. I've heard that he's a great dad. uh, Got some athletic kids and he's there for him. So I like Chris Mack. He's fine by me. And uh, set the U of L basketball program back a few steps. So good on him. Actually, I don't think he did. I think Kenny Payne did. Justin, how are you this morning, buddy? I'm tired. I'm. Uh, did your baby get up and have to get? You have to give her a bottle too. Mm. No, we uh, we did the all you can eat crab thing last night again. <laughs> Monday it's night, our new annual at, tradition. Monday nights at the River House. Exactly. And, I hear uh, that place just gets packed for all you. Oh, it's crap. crazy! Yeah, it was absolutely. Is it every mo- is it every Monday or is it just the, like during every- the winter time? Okay, like their slow season. But yeah, my, my two of my buddies that we went with they sixty just smackers though proceeded to eat until about nine o'clock. So <laughs> got got home pretty late. They uh, definitely got their money's worth. They smashed some crap, as did I. I got my money. You worth. all get real banged up, don't you? That sounds fun. In the, in just the getting past, blackout drunk and just eating crab till you drop. In the last two butter coma. The last two years, yeah, we uh, we were not in good shape, but we had the same <laughs> server this year that we had last year, and he remembered us. He walked up to the table. I served you all about this time last year. Yeah, you did. Oh, if you're getting remembered at all, you can eat crab. You're putting some. You're you're breaking some crab. Well, I you're told him some damage. I told him I was like, it, this is not going to be the same result as last year. We're gonna we're gonna take it easy on the drinks this year because <laughs> the last two years not good. Do you have to wait to get a table? No, nah, uh, we had a reservation. Oh, wow. wow. We, we got a little inside source at Riverhouse, so no big deal. What, open table? No. We, we got a legit insider. Do you all use open table? No. Uh, I have a couple times. If we're going out I don't like, go with to friends very on, many uh, yeah, reservation that, places. We don't either. But yeah. like, if we've got a group of probably more than four, I would much rather just have something locked in on open table. I mean, not have to wait at a place. But I know some people are the exact opposite. They're cool, just like, let's just go try it. They're not on open. I'd rather go to a place on open table that maybe isn't as good at versus having to go wait for, like, 30 minutes and just stand in a lobby like a dweeb. I mean, that's if you're with your friends, though, like, that, it's not bad. Yeah, but normally, like, you can't sit down. If there's a little bar gathering area, I do agree with you. Then that's the exception. But you don't always get that. Well, good. I'm jealous. I, uh... I wonder how much crab you'd have to eat for it to be worth $60. I asked the server that, actually. And he said three plates. So what do I do? I eat four. I set my crab-eating record last night. No big deal. Uh, You're a little crustacean. (laughs) Good. Well, that sounds like a fun... Monday night, uh, I was very excited for Super Duper Wild Card Weekend Monday Night Football, but we were let down. Told you all the Cowboys were going to win. Jeez. Man, and the worst part for me is that, was that a domination. I, really. I bet against Tom Brady in that Super Bowl, and that, and then from that point forward, I'm like, I'm never betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs. And well, 
They could, I mean, I was watching the Manning broadcast, and they did a good, until I went to bed when it was clearly just over. Uh, they were doing a great job, and they were just pointing out there, like, the Bucks can't run on the Cowboys, so they're they're just screwed. Like, they're hosts. They're Bucks not- can't run in general. They only average, like, 70 yards a game this year. They were like, they're going to have to get super creative of how they're going to be able to move the ball and do some things, and it's allowing D- Dallas to try these different things on defense, and Brady, that was his maybe first ever red zone postseason interception. Uh, he was starting to try to force oh, things. Man, and, it, so you were watching the Manning one too. Uh, I had Joe they, Buck they, on, they, and they had Deion Sanders on. J- Joe Buck did the. Uh, Tom Brady just never throws interceptions in the red zone. That's one thing he doesn't do. Oh, he cursed him. Oh, he announced or jinxed him so. Man, yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Uh, I, here's the I found myself. I don't think I watched. I maybe watched the Mannings on, once this year. Maybe I, don't, I like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Oh, I'm fine with them, but I, 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 if the Mannings have guests that I am cool with, or it's just them, I like them. They, they provide pretty good insight. And I was also thinking to myself as they were like calling a Tom Brady postseason game. I was like, how many Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, AFC playoff battles did those two have against one another? Tom Brady's still playing. And, and then obviously Eli Manning <laughs> took away the undefeated season from Tom Brady and beat him in a Super Bowl. And those guys are calling this dude still playing in it's the crazy. playoffs. It really was crazy. Uh, but they, yeah, it stinking, stinking game. What's up with the Dallas kicker here, Scooch? You think you can do a better job? My gosh, that was pathetic. The guy only missed three extra points all year. He was 50 of 53 and then misses four of them last night. One of five on extra points. Wait, he actually did hit one at the yeah, end of the game? Yeah, he hit the last one. Oh, okay. Ended on a good one. note, though. Did you see... Uh, at least you get. At least if you're a Cowboys fan or if you are the Cowboys, it's like, hey, we we won, so it didn't matter. We, we, we move on, we advance, but you have to be wondering for the next week, like, what do we trust this guy or do we try to bring somebody else? What do we do here? But at least you won. Did you see Dan Campbell on with the Manning brothers? No, I must, have, I must have gone to sleep, gone so, to sleep before them. Gosh, I would have liked. I like Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell was on there. Achy breaky heart. He was on there for the fourth missed extra point, and Peyton, of course, is like, "Ah, what's going on?" And then Dan Campbell just softly got a case of the shanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, is it it was smart to keep rolling him out there though, because I know that. There is a time where you're just like, why are you like you had to let him get that out of his system last night instead of carry it over next week because I mean it was a blowout game it didn't really matter you didn't need to go for two so like yeah go ahead why not um, man I just Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy yeah here's an interesting stat Mike McCarthy has eleven playoff wins Mike Tomlin has nine they've coached the same number of years. McCarthy beat Tomlin in a Super Bowl, yet Tomlin, beloved by national media, McCarthy, kind of a class clown goober, according to the media. That's what he signed up for when he went to Dallas. Well, it's also, um, this is uh, this is a big cat's right on this instance. He's fat, so like he looks really dumb when that's he messes nice. up. But that's, it's true, though. That's not nice. We love the power on the big, dumb fat, so, so when he makes really Tomlin's stupid Tomlin's a good-looking gentleman that he doesn't get as much heat. Well, and also McCarthy really speaks to had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, and yeah, ben you get more benefit ben of the doubt. total bum. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, he kind of stinks. He does not stink. He was obvious. I mean, how long was he in the NFL? I mean, how could you say Ben Roethlisberger? Stinks? Very bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but that's part of what it is. Is you 
expect Aaron Rodgers to win more. Right, like whereas like Tomlin, it's like he's winning with defense, and he he doesn't have the best offense, but he's still finding Sounds a way like to win. Sounds like excuse making to me. Yeah, it is. Uh, McCarthy, fat bozo who loses down the stretch, and uh, Tomlin is a guy who gets more out of his players than oh, what's expected. There's there's the narrative. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean McCarthy definitely had plenty of frustrating Packers playoff losses. I can attest to several of them. That is a shocking set though, because it, it probably comes down to. I would guess they would have home field advantage more often and would win the divisional game and host or they, they probably just won those early games a little bit more often than the Steelers have over the years. Yeah, but if you know they're so good with Aaron Rodgers, usually you get more buys, right? So you'd think it's Mike true. Tomlin would have more chances at playoff games. No, I, I, I think they're both fine coaches. There's a reason they've both been in the NFL for as long as they have. And uh, now, really, like the, the way the playoffs set up in the NFL – the the Jaguars Chiefs is the worst game, but the other three, no result would really surprise me. Trevor was basically already guaranteeing an NFC Championship game performance, which I oh, love. Gosh, it, he's going to get his heart ripped I, out. I'll be I'll be big on the Giants this weekend. Maybe Man. not financially with betting stake, but at least in fandom. Oh, yeah, in my I'll heart. be rooting. Yeah, certainly in my <laughs> heart. Uh, I would love nothing more than for Trevor to have to go in on Monday show and have to. He guaranteed a U of L win over UNC. Did you all see that? <laughs> Scoops, did you see that? You'll tune in the Rutherford show every now and then. <laughs> yeah, but I, I saw Mike's. That. I didn't hear him his rationalization for it on Friday's show or anything like that. But I saw Mike's tweet, so I had to. He was, and Mike was like, "Time for Trevor to own up to his bad prediction over the weekend." So I tuned in and listened to it. What? That just had to be a radio bit. Like, hey, we can only talk about losing so much. Let's try to do. That had to be staged or orchestrated. Why would you think all of a sudden a two-win U of L team was going to beat UNC, even a struggling UNC team? The um, the fun stat that I learned uh, recently: Trevor Lawrence never lost a football game on a Saturday in his life. Guess when the Jaguars play the Chiefs on Saturday? First time for everything. Four thirty could Saturday, be happening. Yeah. They play him Saturday, and don't you couldn't you see? That just setting up the the Bills team of because Bills are a team of destiny. They are a team of destiny. So I hate like, that, I hate then, that they, the then they would get but... to beat the Bengals and then dodge. Uh, they, they'd still get to play at home if they got the Jacks. That's true. They wouldn't have to go to neutral site. That's true. I, I do want that neutral site game though. Just for the. Uh, so it's only neutral if it. it's Bills Chiefs, right? Correct. So if it's Bengals Chiefs, it's in KC. Bengals got to go to KC. Yeah. Why is <laughs> Why is Bengals? Yeah, why are Bengals Bills not neutral site? It was logistics. Well, Couldn't figure it out. I don't get the Bengals Bills one. The Bengals Chiefs though, they were not going to be the one seed. That one does, yeah. Because like the Chiefs won on in Week 18, so they were going to get the so one seed no matter what. So even if the no Bengals had be- beaten the Bills, they still would have been a game short of the Chiefs. Yes. So that one at least makes sense. Yeah, but the Bengals could have beat the Bills in that game where Demar Hamlin went down. I know, but it still would have been a game short of the Chiefs. Yeah, but the, not of the Bills. So this game would be in Cincinnati, right? No, no, you're we. Cr- Dude, that's what, that's what we're, we're talking saying. AFC Championship game. That's why it will be in Kansas City if the Bengals beat the Bills. Right. Yeah. So, no, I get that. I just yeah, don't know you, why you, this you game switched, is not neutral. You switched your angles without saying anything. Sorry. Um, no, everybody's on the same page. The Bills Bengals game not being at a neutral site this weekend is a joke. Makes no sense. Their, about, their logic and rationale was horrible. They said logistics was too hard, which makes no sense. How is it harder a week earlier than what you're doing for the AFC? For the championship game, they said Atlanta, right? They're in Atlanta. If it is Bills Chiefs, it'll be in Atlanta, which that'll be fun. Uh, 
probably more Bills fans, but Chiefs, I'm sure, will be well represented. And be careful what you do here if NFL ends up getting it. They may like it so much they say, yeah. like, okie dokie, we're going to do that for AFC and NFC championship games. Yeah, I don't like that. Be careful. Although, if But it in this did, one instance, I do like it. If it did happen, uh, I've got a buddy who's just going to all the Bills playoffs games. He was at drove up to Buffalo this weekend. Is that a little bit easier drive to Atlanta than Buffalo? Did you see the Barstool guy, Frank, who's a big Dolphins fan, but he had to leave the game early because of his flight? You didn't see so that? I Their heard... like main account was tweeting it out, so I've kind of followed along with it. See, and that was the thing. I've only, I only catch strays of some of these storylines. That's but mostly like, how it is. But me. how where, – where was his flight to? New York City. He's in Buffalo. It's like I know. So, like, they did a video of him outside, and he was like, yeah, I had to leave here in the third quarter. The game's taking forever, but I got a 6 o'clock flight that I've got to make, so I'll be watching the rest of it. Uh, Dolphins were hanging tough, though. I think they're probably going to lose, but they were playing well. And then, like, Portnoy and all the Barstool guys were like, what? We would have gotten you back to New York City one way or another. You're leaving the, your first ever Dolphins playoff game. That in is the third a quarter. wild move. Anybody have any stories like that, having to leave a game early? No, because like nobody functions like that as a human except for people that like work for them. Yeah, I don't it's, leave games early. Like, what kind of characters just like wouldn't adjust? Figure out to, another way to I'm get trying to think if I've ever left a game early regrettably, and I don't think that I have. No the only the only thing I have close to the and I don't even Okay. It was the Louisville, Kentucky, it was the Patrick Sparks game. You where, left that early? No, no, no. I wasn't at the game. I, I quit watching like I was at a buddy's house and we we were all you, you know, were in seventh was, grade. Is that is that what it was? It was seventh grade? You would have been in seventh grade. I'm pretty sure I was in eighth grade. 2004-2005 season. Yeah, uh, six. Um, either way, we're splitting hairs. Middle schoolish age. We like went outside to play basketball uh, because the game was bad. Kentucky was getting blown out, and then somebody hollered at us, "Hey, the Cats came back! It's a two point game!" You know, like one of those mm-hmm. where we ran inside and saw like the last three minutes, but. Um, it's not like leaving though. I'm not a UL fans threw ice at my brother and I at that game. Classy oh, bunch those cards fans. A bunch of middle school kids. Uh, Jonathan was a in high school, but yeah. Um, well, he looked like he was in middle school. <laughs> he certainly did. Yeah. He really, really did. <laughs> looked like a baby. Still does. Uh, oh, so good, Johnny. A lot of my friends, college friends, left that UK USC comeback game at halftime. Uh, oh. we, we stuck around for it. Uh, my friend uh, so, yeah, went number one in a popcorn box in Mike, the student section. Mike Hartline in mm-hmm. uh, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb yeah, yeah, the Hartline on his back kicking game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what we call Anybody it. Hartline know? on his back kicking game. Anybody notice that intern Jacob hasn't been back since the Rich Brooks debacle? Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's embarrassing. Has he texted you at all? He texted me early last week and was like, I have a bunch of interviews this week. Not sure when I'll be in, but it'll be soon. Interesting. Really all he said. I mean, we weren't, like, it was a, a shocking revelation, but we weren't really trying to bully you, intern Jacob. You can come back. Oh, I, but we were trying to bully you to an extent. I was trying to It was, bully good, him, it was great yeah. content. Like, people really loved it. Uh, just wild stuff, though. Wild, wild stuff. Uh, you'll find wild deals at Thornton's if you're a Refresher Rewards member, and if you're not... Got some good news for you. Breakfast on the house. Sign up today. Become a Refreshing Rewards member. Get a free breakfast sandwich and a drink of your choosing at Thornton's. And if you already are, you know about their great deals. We love Thornton's. They're all over Louisville. You'll save money each and every time you fill up at the pump. And you can find special deals inside. They've got great food. 
for a good price if you need something quick for lunch, breakfast, or dinner, and then any drinks that you need just to get you through your day. Pop into Thornton's today. Tell them Kentucky Roll Call sent you. The person behind the counter will probably not know what that is, but they'll probably give you a polite nod and smile because they've got friendly staff at Thornton's. We're going to hit our first break. We'll come back, talk more cats and dogs, the Thornton's text line, wherever we want to go on today's show. Don't miss out of Kentucky Roll Call. Give you ice like Kobe, right? We sort of like Kobe, right? The way we mow them, right? I can make you a celebrity, yo, I don't know. You won't think you take that path. Candle lights when you take the path. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. Ever heard this song before, TJ? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. You can listen to Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X from 7 to 9 or 9 to 11, and you can listen to KRC anytime, anywhere, by searching for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review if you don't mind. And text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, it was a fun few days to celebrate the UK-Tennessee win. Come together as a fan base, a very divided fan base, a very frustrated fan base. Uh, but that ended all yesterday when Ian Jackson committed to North Carolina over Kentucky. And a pretty wild recruitment. I wouldn't say the wildest, but in terms of nobody really having a clue and then the snip snap snip snap flip flop flip flop uh, everybody flipping back i think rob cassidy that, has flipped that, back about three more times even since the commitment i've never heard like i've never really heard of that guy before i'll never pay attention to anything he ever says ever again did what you hear that moron. rob cassidy dude did you hear it roush is out on nobody you, gives that many dams about your stupid commitment <laughs> prediction that you have to change it Ten times in the 12 hours leading up to the announcement. Pick one. It's a coin flip at that point. And then, uh, first off, Rob, I don't know if we need the bathroom mirror selfies for profile pictures, but everybody's got to do what they got to do, I suppose. But he did come back with, like, if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You can roast me, but roast me like an adult. Don't just tweet an L at me. Dude, you changed your pick like 17 times. Yeah, and you all, the you're not Steve Wilfong, okay? Like you, not everybody has to be 100% See, in your predictions. That's the thing. The whole point. Steve Wilfong. That's the thing. You all, it's okay to, if you don't know it, don't make a prediction. It's a prediction. You can be wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and also part of it, if you're always like, the way that this stuff is supposed to work is you're supposed to have varied predictions from certain angles so that, X guy, like, you get your U.K. scoop guy to give a U.K. prediction, but North Carolina guy gives North Carolina prediction, and then you kind of just have let, let the folks decide. Instead, we've turned into this weird mob mentality thing. It's so It's like everybody has to be right or nobody makes a pick at all. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, but in this case, like, 
Like, TJ, I, I, I at least did appreciate your take in here where I just can't get worked up over uh, 2020. Is it five or four? 2024. 2024. I just can't get worked up over these kids. Probably the least I've ever cared about a top five player not picking Kentucky. Probably ever. Like, there's so much crap that we have to deal with before these kids would ever get on campus, right? Like, just getting through this year, getting to the next class. It feels there's just so much to do that I, I just can't, I can't get worked up and mad that they miss on this guy, even though they did put a lot of. Uh, He's a real yeah. It's a it's a loss. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's no really spinning it. Uh, Kentucky wanted him. He wanted to go to North Carolina. I saw Jack Pilgrim interviewed him, and he said, "Yeah, UK was number two. Uh, he had a lot of really nice things to say about Kentucky, but he wanted to go to to UNC." Okay, so be it. I think that ultimately he reclassifies because people have been talking yeah. about that forever. And that just was not a possibility at UK. I had nope. a couple people on social media try to argue with me, like, you, if he wanted to reclassify, you would have made it work. You could add him, Dillingham, Wagner, and Edwards. I was like, well, you're not playing all four of those guys at the same time, yeah. and you wouldn't want to. It wouldn't be a great lineup to play. At that point, you're having Justin Edwards have to guard like probably a 220-pound, six-foot-nine college four, yeah. that may be like a junior or senior. He would get roasted, yeah. and understandably so. It's it is feasible and much more likely where he could reclassify at UNC and still be the starting guard, starting two guard and have as many shots as he wants, where if he came to Kentucky, most likely he'd be behind Dilly, DJ, Edwards, and then what do you do with a senior CJ? Uh, is Antonio Reeves coming back? Reed Shepard's not expecting to not get any minutes at all. You know, I think he's probably the one most people could see squeezed out, but don't count that dude out. He is a really, really good basketball player. It's It would be too crowded. So... I understand it. He probably had a sweet nil set up at either place that he was going to go. Apparently, and Arkansas was the the nil king, the most interesting. They had the most to offer. Hmm. So, um, but I, that's kind, it, of it, kind of embarrassing for Arkansas. Yeah, well, you throw, oh, you throw yeah, the most yeah. money at him, and he still doesn't want to go to Fayetteville. But I, I would think that the timing of this announcement, how he wanted to get this over with soon. He's going to be reclassifying. And it's just like, okay. Well, I think well, so too. Yeah. I think that that's probably what he was going to do. And even if he doesn't, UNC is still a good place to end up. But at least that can be on the table for him at UNC where it wouldn't have been at Kentucky. Yeah. It, it would not, uh, it just wasn't going to be likely for him to be able to. To do that at UK. So it's a it's a miss, and Kentucky wanted the kid. Uh, but the good news is, if you're missing out on a 2024 recruit, better to do it in January of 2023 than in 14, 15 months late in the process where you would maybe have to scramble in the portal. Kentucky has plenty of time to reassess, go get guys. And Roush, how often do we see a junior in high school that was like previously ranked in the 60s or 70s or 50s shoot up the rankings because they blow up because the human body and puberty. It's a, an amazing thing. Tata Washington is the most recent late bloomer. His I mean, circumstances were as well. different. Yeah. He just kept moving up, and even I think he finished in like the 40s and still ended up being one of the Tower best Tower hero. Yeah, of course. So yeah. you'll get some other names. There'll be options, and uh, exactly right. Why worry about the 2024-2025 season? We got to turn around this season. Next season should be a hell of a lot of fun. We got bigger fish to fry than this. Best of luck to him at North Carolina. They're getting a good one. And recruiting, 
I, I just can't. I, I feel like recruiting is like the last, the least of Kentucky basketball problems right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Every, every, the recruiting is the good part. It's all the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but you know, I know some folks. They live and breathe. They eat and sleep. They die with recruiting. Live and die with it. And this was a big one. Um, yeah, they but just you, can't comprehend ever like missing out on anybody. You can't catch them all though. Um, you're not Ash Ketchum. Sorry. That was his last name. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up on that when I was a kid either. The double entendre there. Um I will say the when when you kind of intro that you're like it was all nice and everybody was happy until the Jackson commitment. I'm more like going into games TJ, I I'm feeling a nervousness tonight that I is very atypical of Kentucky versus Georgia on a Tuesday in January where uh, maybe it was, uh, you know, my, where I am in life is a little bit different. Um, where, like, where are you in life? Where are any of us in life? Well, just having two Great kids question. and deal with bedtime and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, I just, you know, it's it's it, it becomes a back burner, right? Getting all hyped for the games. But I woke up this morning just, like, with, like, a, ooh, like, well, we got a game tonight. Like, I hope the, I hope the cats bring it. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. I, I have a renewed sense of... Uh, excitement because I think like I, I saw that this team can in fact put it together and they are just a bunch of turds in the punch bowl. You've been reeled back in. I, oh, reeled all the way back in, and I'm so good, worried that they're going to let me back down. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, to, I'm, I'm terrified I mean, about this game tonight. 100 percent let you back down oh, at some point this season. I know, but I don't want it to be this one because I, I haven't checked what Georgia is in the net ratings, but I would imagine this is what quad three game. Uh, it's got to be quad two, right? I mean, they're 13 and four. Um, just a real quick scan. And I forget all of the different, like the worst part about the net ranking site is they don't tell you like the, the different, uh, bars They're Yeah. They're 93rd in that. So like this would probably be, It'd be quad two, wouldn't it? Cause quad one's one through 50 at home. Is it at home? At home. Okay. And then neutral one through 75 and on the road, I think it's what one through a hundred could have that wrong, but. See that's the thing. I they don't they don't tell me the parameters on this website. I have to look them up every single time, and it drives me nuts. I, we all got so bamboozled by the net system. They just made up their own formula to rationalize their, to basically give them a safety net for selection Sunday, and they never tell us what goes into it. And then they did that one time, and even that didn't make sense. Remember that? Or they're like, here's what goes into oh, it. Oh, and it made it even worse. Uh, so quad two. Would be um, radio on the fly. Oh, home games thirty-one through seventy-five. Yeah, this is quad three. If you so wait, home, home, home games seventy to one sixty, this is quad three. Seventy to one sixty. One. What? So wait, it's only one through thirty for quad one at home. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, and then thirty-one through seventy-five for quad two. Okay, so it would be quad three right now. Yeah. You can't afford that then. Yeah, you can't lose that game. No, uh, that quad also. Kind of dumb. I mean, just calling them quads. Like Kentucky's ahead of Michigan State in the quad in the net rankings, but Michigan State has three quad one wins, and Kentucky has one. There's also um, another part of this where you're ranking teams. Like, is this based on where UK is only two off Miami in the quad system? Miami has five quad one wins. How does that does that work? Like Georgia will move. Like this game could end up being a quad two win. On Selection Sunday, or it's just a quad three, or maybe even worse. Like 
they all change based on the team's net ranking at the end of the year, right? It's not based on when you played them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you no, know, it it's yeah, it is at the end of the year. Yeah, so like so it, it all changes. It can all change. Yeah, it's just a crapshoot. God, this is so stupid. It drives me nuts. Um, but if you were wondering to like the bracketology stuff, we're gonna have to have Shelby Mast on. We're gonna have to blast him. <laughs> he right now, uh, Kentucky's in twenty four of like the sixty eight brackets that Bracket Matrix does, and Shelby Mast not one of them. Nope, doesn't have him in. Uh, Jerry hey, Palm Shelby, we'll get you back on the show when you get the cats back in the bracket. How about that, buddy? <laughs> Jerry Palm has them as like an 11. They're both mostly as like an 11 right now. Um, so, yeah, you can't – this is a – can't lose. No, you definitely can't afford it. UK 10.5-point favorite, which I just think is too large because when was the last time UK beat anybody by more than Georgia's 10 points? Georgia's covered, I think, in seven of their last eight, too. Kentucky hasn't beaten anybody by 10 points since Louisville, but if you want to go back to a real team, you got to go all the way back to Florida A&M. So – you go back a long. You go back a long way. Was Florida even even a real team? Uh, I guess U of L did beat them, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. All right, they beat Yale by ten. <laughs> Sorry, FMU. Great win. Was great win. The Bulldogs. Another Bulldog tonight. Uh, all right, so think ten and a half is probably too much. Uh, it's a kind of a telling game for UK basketball, right? Was Tennessee Ooh. just a fluke? Was South Carolina just a fluke? Here's your here's your tiebreaker. And part of the reason why I'm I'm worried is Kaysen's going to just the back spasms thing. I just don't see those ever going away. Like I I I liken it to Cliff Hawkins' asthma, where it's just going to some games he's just going to be completely off. Some games he's going to be fine. It's going to be weird. Yeah, Cal said on the coaches show last night, not a hundred percent. Which I was planning on getting to the coaches' show comments an hour or two, but may as well just dive right into them now. Well, Wheeler's going to be back. Collins is iffy. Um, just, I mean, they both practiced yesterday, but Collins tweaked his ankle again. Um, but the big thing for me is like, can Kentucky still defend? We, like, is, is or is we is we were going to play defense? Like, because I think a lot of it. Um, I I was having a conversation with our pal uh, Jeff Drummond who. Who this was the first time that I actually like oh well maybe that maybe that explains it was that after Wheeler had those concussions on the ball screens that his defense got worse because he's now just more a little bit more uh, spooked. It's a little bit of a stretch for me. It might be a stretch, but his defense has been so bad as of late, and I, I get I get mad at some of the Oscar stuff, but like. Typically, Oscars, he's like somebody's already gotten beat and he's helping off. Like, it, it's no, one, Oscar's a bad defender. We don't have to, right, right. It doesn't need to be spun. He's and he at defender. least makes up for it offensively, all that sort of stuff. But, like, really severe nice things in other areas. When severe gets beat, it just, you, he just kind of turns his head and then the guy's shooting a layup. And it just, I feel like there's a, a real Lucy pulling the ball away from Charlie Brown kind of feeling that just spreads around the team. I just, I, I, I want to see how he reacts after seeing the way his team defended against Tennessee. Because a lot of defense, especially for him, he's yes, he's physically limited, but defense is a lot of just about effort. It's effort and playing together. Mm-hmm. Can they do this back-to-back games? Are they going to do this? Or are they going to win every day, as John Calipari's been saying? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Another point that you were alluding to is when you're – the point guard and you're guarding the other team's point guard 
it all starts with you, and it all will break down with you is what you were referring to, where once he's getting beat, yeah. like it doesn't really matter how well anybody else on the team is playing defense or how poorly anybody else is playing defense. You're four on five, and this team hasn't been great in rotations or switches. That's probably just a sign of a team that's not – not a good defensive team, whether through talent or whether through coaching. Probably a combination of a little bit of both. Uh, it, it's a it's a disaster. So you can't have that happen as much as it has when Wheeler's been out there. And it's something that did not happen against Tennessee, with maybe a few exceptions. There was a couple times Viscovi was able to turn the corner. Uh, there was a few times where Ziegler maybe once or twice he was able to turn the corner, but he just would go ahead and miss the layups, which is always good, clean family fun. But he's he's got to be better. I'm really curious to see what Cal will do with the lineups. He says that Wheeler and Collins practiced yesterday, mm-hmm. but Collins tweaked his ankle again, but unsure. He didn't think it was really bothering him, right. but it was a little swollen. So he's really all over the place with the injury reports. But it does sound like Wheeler will be healthy. Uh, and then he mentioned that also Kaysen's not at 100%, and I agree with Roush. That's just something that may not be an issue some games, and we could be in March and it could just flare up randomly. You just are never going to know with his back spasms. It's something he's been dealing with for a long time. So you're going to most likely get Wheeler back. Roush, I didn't love necessarily the starting lineup they played at Tennessee. I have a feeling I'm really not going to like maybe the starting lineup they play tonight against Georgia. I just wish Cal would quit this. Yeah, because you can't fall down in the hole every time. It's like, well, we were missing shots, especially on a like a nine o'clock game Tuesday night. Don't you, wait you until ten o'clock to you get the crowd into it. You can't do the South Carolina thing again. You just can't. And also, just for like a pride standpoint, how about you start a game with a little bit of heart and go out there and, and put it on a team. You be the team that's up eight nothing. You be the team that's up thirteen to four at the first TV timeout. It does feel like he could. I know you you. But some of these lineups, I, I think they're just shooting themselves in the foot. I, I know it's kind of um, I don't what's, what's the I don't know the right word to put it, but there is a, a boost or like when things aren't going well, it's good to have kind of an ace in the hole to bring off the bench just to change things up. So I get keeping one of the shooters off the bench, but isn't it time to just go ahead and start CJ? Yeah, I, I disagree with you. I get your point, and it's not like a big deal one way or another, but why not start with the shooters out there and then just, you know, try to try to get up as much as possible. And then let your, like, tough defensive players get in where the game kind of grinds down a little bit more. I, I don't know. It, yeah, CJ should start. Should be Kaysen, Reeves, CJ, Toppin, Oscar. Boom. See what that does instead yeah. of the alternative. Because I know some starting lineups that haven't worked. Yeah. Can we go through some of those? Oh, Actually, and- there's one. The, the one they do. The um, it's fun too. The post game notes. I should check them really quick because they've done something like eleven different starting lineup combinations this year. It's crazy how many different starting lineups they rolled out there. Let me try to find that real quick. Um, it seems like it's all too familiar for me. Yeah, well, because they keep rotating. Like, a, oh, it'll be a Livingston, or it'll be a. They make like a one person change. And then you had the injuries at the beginning of the year, too. So there was a bunch of different starting lineups then. It's just it's just been a damn mess. Okay, here we go. Um, the start is... Uh, okay. It, they only said that it was... The Case and CJ, Livingston, Toppin, and Shibway was the first time all five have started this year. But they didn't give how many different starting lineups they've had. Well, that's annoying. I digress. 
Total waste of time. But I'm with you. The slow starts on a night like tonight, I'm, it's going to make me extra nervous. Well, hopefully they don't do it and they'll come out hungry. But this Georgia team, if I we will say this all season and it'll be true. But, I mean, if South Carolina can do it, this Georgia team definitely could do it. Uh, they're a, talent-wise, don't really hold a candle to Kentucky, but they're a pretty connected group. Mike White, solid coach. Uh, they need to get out there and take care of business. Ooh. I think tonight's game is going to tell us a lot about this UK team and how we can view some of these other games, including the game on Saturday against Texas A&M, which is a similar team that is tricky. It's performed better, I mean, more consistently over the last you know year and a half, right? They went on a run, go to the NIT final, um, and then this year, I don't did they, did they lose Saturday? They were undefeated in conference. Play. No, they're undefeated. They still are. Yeah, okay, they yeah. Um, so buzz cuts rocking they, and rolling. They beat uh, South Carolina by a million on Saturday. Oh, here's a fun blast and pass. Do you remember the name Frank Anselm? No, I do not. Kind of rings a bell, but no. He was the seven foot center that I forgot which class it was that Kentucky was like kicking the tires on in like May. And I think it was either Kentucky, Rutgers, or Syracuse, and he ended up at Syracuse. Now he's transferred down to Georgia. He's near the reserve big man. Not very good, but that that's the waters Kentucky was fishing in there for a while gotcha. in the recruiting ranks. Gotcha. Uh, all right, well, a lot to get to in hour number two, including a jam-packed Thornton's text line, and we hope that you contribute to it, 502-414-1450. Hour two, KRC coming up next. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kaler. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Right, welcome back. <laughs> hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call uh, here on Big X Sports uh, Radio. Roush is asking me the oldest restaurant in Louisville. I got the second oldest, mm-hmm. but I didn't get I didn't get the oldest. Could you I, guess the oldest restaurant in Lowell Scoots? No shot. Yeah, because you're you're Pekins. No shot. What's the oldest restaurant in Pekins? Uh, there's not one. The Pekin Inn. I guess it would be Papa Top. Papa Top. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they do food, but that's my answer. You don't know if Papa Top does food? No, I've never been. Remember? I thought you'd go there and hang out with the boys. No, I avoid that the place. Old high like the high school wrecking crew. No, I'm good. I was with the high school wrecking crew last night, and we didn't have to go to Papa Top. You wrecked some crab, though. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Wagner's Pharmacy, oldest restaurant. Oh, in- come yeah. on. I did know that, actually. Yeah. Uh, TJ's guest was the Brown uh, at the Brown Hotel, their uh, cafe. Guess. And then uh, Mike Winning's third, which makes sense as well. Very yeah. Old, very good. Uh, three good stops. That's that's cool. Louisville's like pre-Civil War history is wildly just like missing. There's just not much like it's weird. Like Louisville's, you know, been kind of like a thriving river community for hundreds of years, over 200 years. And before the Civil War, you just don't really find much. The Galt House burned down. That happened. We had that registered. One person died in it. So wait, the Galt House was around before the Civil War? Yeah. 
Did yeah, know and it was considered like one of the nicest hotels west of the Alleghenies. Uh, but then it burned down, and then they rebuilt it, and then they rebuilt it again, I think. But, yeah, you just don't find I, a lot I of like, the, um, pre-Civil War history. I was down uh, town, took uh, the kids to the Science Center yesterday, and they have that old Fort Nelson kind of, like, here's where the city of Louisville is kind of marker uh, down there on West Main Street. But, yeah, I, know, I, I just know that uh, it was a stop primarily because of the – Falls of the Ohio. Yeah, yeah they had to get out, mm-hmm. go around, pick their stuff up. I do always wonder, like, why they, why this side, why they were on this side of the Ohio, like, you know, why Louisville isn't in Indiana. Thankfully, we're not. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Um, Just because the people were so much nicer. I bet that's probably what it was. It's probably, and And they were like, it just stinks over on that side of the river. Really stinky smells. Being honest, you know what it probably was. What was it? It It's probably the whole slavery thing. No. No. Why would Mm -hmm. you say that? Because you could get away with it. You couldn't on the other side of the river. Like, if you, if people who were people, moving people, cargo. Yeah, but this was, like, in 1792, there was slavery everywhere. Well, there, there was no There yeah. was no northern, southern states just yet. The year Kentucky was founded. Uh, became a state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, they, Kentucky. Kentucky has a long history. It was a county of Virginia for the longest time, and mm-hmm. then they split it up into three counties, which was Fayette, Jefferson, and then I forget what the name of the Lincoln. third one. No, no, no. I forget what the name of the third Lincoln one was. And then they were like, all right, eventually we just need to become a state. Uh, Kentucky actually has some really interesting history. There were Revolutionary War battles fought in Kentucky. George Rogers Clark. And then, of course, the expedition mm-hmm. out west started in Kentucky. The thing that you don't think about, too, in 2022 is, like, the whole horse capital of the world thing. Uh, having horses, I mean, we were the car, I mean, it was the car capital of the world, basically, 200 years ago. Like, if you had all these horses. Yeah, I don't I think maybe our horse history came a little bit later. Ralph, well, it's 2023. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people do forget that. But that's why the Derby started, is because, uh, I think it was Lewis's grandson who... Was trying to like a bunch of horses got murdered in the Civil War, and he was trying to get the horse industry back up on its feet, and to get more people to pay attention to the horse industry to kind of spur some growth in it. He started the Derby. Interesting. Yeah, that's a fun um, piece of history. Yeah, I forget which one. It was one of the Lewis and Clark's grandkids is the one who started it, though. I- I'm gonna jump ahead on the Thornton's text line. Indiana Tim here. Suck it, Roush and TJ. Hey, Indiana I agree Tim, you don't him. mean that. You don't mean that. Uh, here was last night's Final Jeopardy question along the themes of history. Ooh. These were first sold because we. I, I was telling them a little history about ice harvesting during the break at Mount Vernon. Yes. And Scoots just. I, I this, think, this, I, is, this is what Scoots, we do, people. Scoots, we're, Scoots, we're freaking nerds. I don't think Scoots ever really understood the concept of like people didn't have ice back in the day. Yeah, I've just never thought about it. Like I think he just thought like. Hey, when it snowed, you'd probably go get ice, but you know, that would melt eventually. Yeah, true. Uh, but like rich people like George Washington at Mount Vernon, they had ice houses and they'd go out on the Potomac uh, around this time of the year and they'd harvest ice. And supposedly it was just incredibly dangerous. People would die. It was so hard. Uh, and of course, it was enslaved laborers who were doing all this work. And then they would keep the ice in the ice house and they'd be able to go all the way through the middle of summer. So you like you knew if somebody was rich if they were able to put ice in their drinks or uh, they probably did it for food as well to keep food frozen, but they used it for a bunch. They would even make ice cream at Mount Vernon. George Washington, big ice cream fan. Uh, so we were doing some history lessons. Here's another one on Jeopardy last night that I did not get right. I'll tell you what I guessed after you all make your guesses. These were first sold in 1908 at a price equivalent to about twenty-seven thousand dollars today. 
$27,000 in today's money. I think it was $850 back then. I'm going to... Is it... What was the... Food was the category? The category (laughs) was business milestones. Business ethics. I'm going to stay with the theme here, and I'm going to guess refrigerators. Or freezers. Deep freezers. That is what I guessed. Really? Not... Yeah, that's what I guessed. I was like, refrigerators. Because I bet that was such a huge commodity back then that people were like, we can keep stuff... But then I was like, wait, is, was electricity like commonly available? Because yeah, you I need don't, that for a refrigerator. I don't think they came out until the 1930s. Yeah. Well, did you look it up? I did. Because okay. when we were on the whole ice thing, gotcha. I just had to know more. But that was my guess, and I was obviously wrong. And this, my second guess was the right answer. Uh, I, it's not the Model T, because the whole point is like Henry Ford wanted it to be affordable. So, yeah, I got no clue. $27,000? I also thought maybe like a light bulb. Like is it what Tractor. Hey. The Ford Model T. It was the Model T? <laughs> it was the Model T. <laughs> yeah. Tractor's a great Wildly guess, regarded though. as the first reasonably priced car that gave middle-class Americans access to It was reasonably to, priced, and it was the equivalent to of 27 grand? That's not reasonable. No, it's not. It's not Maybe at all. if you're getting a minivan, which I'm trying to just... If anybody wants to just keep playing, if you know my wife, just, just talk about how nice minivans are. She does. She you have to talk her into a minivan. Wait, you want a minivan and she does it? Minivan City USA. Yeah, no, no, no. She does not. Like, I think there's a stigma uh, because my wife's one of her closest friends is very anti minivan. I think there's just like a stigma where they don't want to like be a minivan mom, but like it's just so much more practical. Probably in the same boat of like when an older person eventually just has to like give up their license or their car, where it's like I'm not driving anymore. I think once you make the commitment to a minivan, like you're you're an old woman now. Sorry. Maybe you should have Big Blue Drew talk to her. Seriously, I know yeah, I he made anything, the joke. I don't, I don't I w- see anything wrong with it. I, w- I would. W- I will drive. I'll be the primary minivan driver. I don't care. But I need to. <laughs> like, I don't want to put a bunch of miles on it driving to Lexington two and three days a week during football season. So, but like, I'm all about the practicality of minivan. All about the space. They're real got, nice nowadays. Oh yeah, we've got like some dumb midsize SUV right now. Midsize SUVs are just a crock of crap. You can get a sedan that gets better gas mileage and has just as much space. Like, my Ultima has as much trunk space as our stupid Jeep Cherokee. Like, what the hell? Yeah, there's the dumbest, it's the dumbest trend. I don't know why everybody has to have a midsize SUV. Either get a big one or get a car. What else what, is in between? You taking shots at my RAV4? Your RAV4 is <laughs> full size, though, isn't it? I mean, those are kind of like mini SUVs, kind of. I feel like I can sit more comfortably in the, like, Highlanders, their I big I wish I had cat. more trunk space in my RAV4. But I can't even admittedly. sit in the back seat of my wife's car because it's just, it's, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm uh, got a freaking baby seat behind me, and all jammed up trying to drive. It's it's awful. You sometimes go on the funniest little rants that come out of nowhere, <laughs> and this is one of them. Brooke, get a minivan. Who cares? Why are you too proud? And they're too very practical. Proud. Yeah, they're very practical. I just she just doesn't want like I I think all minivans are great, but she wants one that looks sharp. So I've got a. Well, you can. They're, well, they, well, they well, look nice nowadays. It's, it's probably going to be a summer purchase. I would compromise in. Take the mini out of the equation. Just get a real van, like Dude, one of the creepy big vans. Then you take those bad boys anywhere. There's so much versatility, or even better yet, the big, uh, the big old uh, like that had the wheel on the back of it that had the huge bucket seats that were basically like recliners. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like those yeah. conversion vans. Oh, so awesome. My mom once have like VHS players in the back. Dated a guy that had a van van and. 
you would have thought that this guy lived in the van down by the river. He loved this van. Like, it was his pride and joy, this big old van. <laughs> and he didn't have any kids himself. So, like, when he started dating my mom and, like, she was bringing the kids around, you could just tell, like, he was very uncomfortable with having a bunch of, like, six, eight, nine-year-olds in his van because of the mess that we would potentially make. So one time we took it to Thunder Over Louisville. Oh, perfect. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Like, you know, plenty of room to eat inside the van, and then we could go, the kids could go outside and do what they want. I mean, this van was huge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Thunder Over Louisville, the street vendors, they have a way of targeting the kids. So yeah, we were wanting to buy this, that, or the other. My sister had, we all got some glow sticks because those were really fun back in the uh, mid to late 90s, still are today, of course. And my sister was chewing on it. And it exploded. Yeah. All, all in the van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so his van looked like a Room Raiders blacklight test or a rave or whatever party you want to consider. And it was everywhere. But he was out of the car, actually, when it happened. So, like, my mom had to get out of the car. And she was like, hey, you all, just, like, be patient. I'm going to go talk to him. And before he got to the car, she had to go be like, hey, just so you know, there was an accident in the van. I will get it all cleaned. We'll make sure that there's nothing left. He was he he kept us cool in the moment. Then y'all had y'all had to walk home because he was so mad. <laughs> Needless to say, they didn't work out. Yeah, they broke up. Thankfully, they didn't work out, and a lot of people are blaming my sister for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, for Many the, people for, are saying, but people take their vans very seriously. Roush, I could see you being a, van, a big van guy. Oh, big van guy, especially for an occasion like Thunder. Which man, I'm going to be kind of fired up to to do the just. All right, we're going to spend the day hanging out in the Great Lawn. Dad's just going to be. Drinking some cold ones while you all run around. Oh, like you'll get into the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I ever will. I guess if the kid really wants to, I will. But my parents always, we always did as kids. We always wanted to be in the thick of it. See, go play on the playground, run around. Mine so didn't. Credit to like, my parents for having to put up with that. We've stuff. got a, I'm all in on the Derby stuff. Yeah. Once a year. It's that time of year. I'm, 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 with, I'm with you. I starting just, to get, I, I don't want to do Thunder stuff, but I may just have to like go find like a rooftop to be on or something like that. Ah, you know, yeah, get away yeah. from the thick of it. Yeah. Um, either way, it's right around the corner. Derby League starts next week if you boys are uh, trying to get in. I'm not. I am not. Exciting either. time of the year. The Derby prep season, it's back. How much y'all bet a week? No, you bet $100 for the whole season, so it's like oh. $5 a race. I would like to get in a season-long golf thing. Let's I always do think it. those are fun. Let's start it. I don't even, I don't even know how to run one. Same. We, we can, can figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, runyourpool.com. It's a good one. I do it for the majors. It's a lot of fun. Um, we do have a traffic update if you're driving around Louisville. I-64 East uh, near uh, Brownsboro Road is completely shut down. So traffic's a, it's a mess. Glad I don't have to go to work. Today. Tractor trailer. Jackknife in the road. So. Best time probably to pop in a Thornton's. Yeah. Get what you need. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget Salsaritas for lunch. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthew's. Burritos, quesadillas, nachos, tacos, Taco Tuesday. Get some extra so you have some chips to munch on. Wildly addictive chips while you're watching the cats pound the dogs tonight at Rupp Arena. And you'll love Salsaritas. We do, too. Download the app. Save time. Save money. Middletown has a drive through And St. Matthew's is a really nice spot to eat some lunch or dinner. Food for the whole family. The Fresh Mexican Grill. Salsaritas. All right. Uh, I forgot to bring this up. And then we'll get into the Thornton's text line. Cal said that uh, Oscar hasn't been in the gym as much this year as he was last yeah, year. Jeff Goodman retweeted me. He doesn't. I don't know how he saw it or where that came from, uh, but I had a ton of non-UK fans 
take this as a chance to bash Cal, throwing his player under the bus, classic Cal. He wouldn't criticize one of his NBA guys like this. Just a lot of really dumb, bad takes Mm -hmm. I saw in my mentions. What is the issue with Cal saying that at all? I would think that Oscar would be the perfect person. Like That's probably the only way you can motivate him, too. Like. And this idea that like Cal doesn't try to go after his best players every season he does. Uh, you you remember the way how tough he was on Carl Anthony Towns? That was the number one draft oh, pick. Oh, yeah. He was really hard on Carl. I mean, he. I was trying to think of recent players, but he was really tough on Carl. I feel he like publicly he, humiliated Terrence Jones a few times because he knows what he needs to get out of his best players to make his team the best. Yeah. And it's sometimes a, sometimes they need the public mm-hmm. kind of shaming. Uh, and, because, and Oscar has been different this year. Yeah, because Oscar is the national player of the year. He's getting paid well to be like the national player of the year. He's had a little bit. Yeah. And that's okay. This like, is a good way to humble it. And exactly. here's the thing Is he wrong? No. Well, like, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not in the gym, but if he's factually accurate about him not being in the gym as much, then what is the issue in saying that? Well, now, if Oscar came out and he was like, I'm in the gym more, I don't even know what he's talking about. He's lying about that. Then that's a whole different story. But if it's factually true that he is not in the gym, and I would think the head coach would probably know this stuff then I have no issue with it whatsoever. If you And so many people just want a negative Calipari slant that they're going to jump onto it. If you want a, a one here, it would be, hey, you're the head coach. Get his ass in the gym more. Get his ass in the gym more. You're the head coach. But I think this is his way of doing that. I think there's a direct correlation, or not even correlation, but like the causation for missing more layups and not finishing as well if you're Oscar Sheboy is not being in as good a shape. Like that's just... And he when you're, looks I mean, a little thicker. Yeah, I mean, it, when you're not finishing as well as you were a year ago, that's that's conditioning, that's into shape. And he, the way he brought it up is he kind of tried to soften the blow by saying, like, I, I love playing a dude, but I can't have him saying, Coach, I need to come out after a minute and a half. And that, that was his reasoning why he hadn't played Tierra as much. Um, and he said he's been in the gym more, so may, maybe that will change uh, coming up in the – the next few games. Who, if you think that Tiro's never playing at Rupp Arena, uh, you're you're right. The the road games: Missouri, Alabama, and Tennessee. He's averaged 16 minutes per game, and then he's only played double digit minutes twice in five games at Rupp Arena. He's only appeared in five games at Rupp, and they played a bunch of sticky teams. Yeah, that's, so. that's weird. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him more. Cal was kind of going through. He was like, who am I going to play him over? Him? Him? And he was going through a couple guys. I was like, yes! yes. Yeah, him! Yeah. There! There! And my wife was like, oh my, he can't hear you, TJ. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he could not. But yes, the arrow need, I don't care if it's for short stints. He needs to get out there and play a little bit more. I had no issues at all with him publicly calling out Oscar needing to get in the gym more. It's not like he said that his effort or energy is bad or he's detrimental to the team or anything like that. He's just saying needs to get his butt in the gym more. Uh, he was in the, he didn't even say that, just said he was in the gym more last year as he was the best player in college basketball, and he's not there as much this year. I do think some of the fame and, and, and awards have gotten to Oscar's head a little bit. It'd be hard not to. I'm not blaming him for that. But, like, you remember the Michigan State game where he was just, like, every time he'd score, he'd, like, do meat copters and, like, start, like, dancing on his head after (laughs) baskets. Like, that was not what he was doing last season. So he has changed a little bit. Um, But I think this Tennessee game should be a really good thing for this team all around, almost like a reset button. And that's what tonight – that's why I think you're so nervous for tonight, Roush, is because – is this reset going to be positive or will it not be a reset at all and we'll just realize maybe that Tennessee game was as fluky as fluke? We'll see. 
I'm excited about it, though. It's UK basketball, even if it is Jimmy Dykes on the call, even if it is a 9 o'clock game. We'll stay up for hey. it, and we'll be here uh, after it ends, what, eight hours later to talk about it. Oh, man. Bright and early. Really? Yeah, that's depressing when you put it that way. I always put it that way. And I'm also probably going to have to wake up in the middle of the night with the baby, so really I'm, I'll be lucky if I can get it in four and four. Not complaining. I'm complaining about the 9 o'clock tip more than anything else. That just stinks. TJ, and then Kansas-Kansas State at 7, Central time zone six? with a 6 o'clock start okay, versus Eastern time with a 9 o'clock start. Stop doing that. Stop getting cute with it. Idiots. Scooch. Do you ever do the thing when you wake up in the middle of the night and you just go back to sleep and don't look at technology or what time it is? No. Why? I always check what time it is. You do? Yeah. See, I just want to know, like, all right, did baby stay up till this hour? Or, what? you know, like, I, I, I kind of want to know, have a good feel when See, they wake I, up. See, I like the mystery of it all. Like, for instance, last night I woke up and I go into the, I go into the kitchen to get a drink of water and I legit close my eyes so I do not see what time it is you're, on the microwave. But Scoots, don't you want to know? Oh, I've got a. This is awesome. I've got three more hours there, of sleep. There are times where I will unintentionally see the clock, and I'll be, and that'll happen. But it's also been the opposite, where it's like, oh, I only got forty minutes. Might as well stay up. So I, I try not to look at the clock or my phone or anything when I wake up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious always, and usually I just you can't help it. You'll see something that has the time on it, and you'll say, oh, okay, it's that time. Yeah. Um, one more thing I'd like to pet peeve real quick because I just saw a dingus do this on Twitter. Um, grammar matters, even though I'm not always perfect at it. There's a difference between re-signed, R-E hyphen signed, and resigned. Because mm-hmm. somebody just said, uh, Nebraska quarterback has resigned with Nebraska's collective. What? He's resigned? <laughs> He's out on the collective money? Oh, no, he re-signed. Re-signed. Oh, Devin Weary signed with Athlete Advantage. Can you believe it? Yeah, what does that really like mean? It just like of course he signed with him. Like that's how he's getting paid. Yeah. How else would he okay. make money? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I guess they gotta make a news release. The thing next Saturday though, I'm probably gonna go to that. I'm interested to see how that works. The little fan fest. Mm-hmm. Curious. Next Saturday, right? Yes, before the Kansas game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I'll so be, it's gonna be a big day in Lexington. I'll be at Jeff Ruby's, no big deal. Huh. Well, I might just have to come over to the bar, crash the party. You come come over. We'll get uh, crab legs. Scoots, you can join us. Oh, yeah. You get the tab for those crab legs. Though. No, sir. I'll get the all-you-can-eat next week. <laughs> Jeff Ruby's really does have the best crab legs in the city. All right. I mean, you don't ever think to get them because you're going to get steak, obviously. Right, right, But, right. like, holy smokes, they're so good. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, which is also usually pretty good. How do you have a 3-2 break with both defenders on Oscar and not score? So frustrating. This team can't take advantage of good situations for some reason. Uh, Tennessee had a 4-2 and Viscovi shot three. I was actually all right with that three. I'm all right with transition threes when you have the numbers because you also have the numbers on rebounds as well. That's true. Uh, And then also it can be kind of like – the, that Muscovy three had gone in, that would not have been good news. Oh, that would have been horrible. Kind of been, would have been backbreaking <laughs> at been that time. Ba- yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth Greenberg, once again, showing why he is an analyst, not a coach. Saying Kentucky is playing better because they are playing a bigger lineup with Wheeler <laughs> out is comical. Yeah, absolutely nothing to do with playing shooters and being more aggressive. Okay, yeah, that's bad. That's a bad take there by old Seth. Always, you all, I'm not telling you how to fan, but I'm always much more likely to listen to – people's analysis of UK basketball that cover that cover UK basketball instead of the national media uh, I mean that the Jeff Goodman take on like the practice facility stuff was a perfect example like Jeff you don't even know half of it what's going on with all this stuff 
don't try to be Mr. Hot Takey about what's going on in UK world. Uh, same with Seth Greenberg. I, I think he knows he, basketball. I think he knows some X's and O's, but he clearly doesn't know this UK team that well. You know what's weird, TJ? Is I feel the opposite though about football people, like national, regional football guys. Like that. Like I really. Re- now I guess it's a little different for SEC Network football guys because it's the SEC. And it is easier to watch like six games one week than having fourteen teams play two games a week. Yeah, yeah, a lot true. of these people that cover basketball nationally on ESPN, there are people like there are as much as sometimes they can be dweebs like the field of sixty eight. There are people out there that watch a lot of college basketball, but normally those people are not on TV. When they do these halftime reports, I'm like, there's just no way you have any idea what you're talking right, about right. on some of this stuff. Or you look at the box score and you just kind of make a, a generic statement. And I'm probably naive saying that in some degree, but I'm I'm lumping lumping everybody in. You're, I mean, as people who are in media, we know how you can skate by without doing any effort at all. We've done some radio hits before where it's just like, sure, I can talk about this. Uh, You went on with Tony Delk? Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. uh, They have this uh, serious show that's uh, like an afternoon sort of deal that I'll, I'll usually do like Friday hits. And it's one guy who's in Nashville and they rotate. Football or basketball guys. And this week it was Tony Delk. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Normally they bounce back and forth, but mm-hmm. Tony had a follow up for me. Wow. And like, yeah, like stepped on the host a little bit. I was like, ooh, this is cool. I even I had to do the thing where I was like, all right, not going to lie, this is really cool talking to you, Tony Delk. Very big fan of yours. So. Fanboy Roush. Hell yeah. I had, a, I had a double zero jersey back in the day. Yeah. Probably uh, like a uh, youth medium. I did not. Shiny. It was the the denim color. Oh, man. Sounds like you still get you can still fit in it. Don't think so. <laughs> I'm proud of Billis calling out the officials. Plavisic should be fouled out. Had Livingston by the shoulder. That was awful. Also, I noticed this in the UK basketball video that we talked about in hour number one. He fouls Oscar on the tip off. He wastes, and that's not a joke. <laughs> he he slaps Oscar's arm on the tip off and then pushes him like right off the tip off. I that dude. Him and Viscovi, I hope Rupp Arena brings the energy for those two clowns. And I hope the refs don't let them get away with it. And that is the thing, though. Like, they are trying to start fights, and they are trying to get under. They they realize if they can get Oscar technicals or get, you know, make Oscar react. It's a great equalizer. It's a much bigger deal. Especially when you're not as talented. Like, that's what you have to do. He's just a big body who's got to use his physicality to wear people down. What did John Chaney call them, goons? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a goon. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you get your know, goons on him. And but he's he's an okay basketball player. But watch the opening tip off in that Tennessee game. He slaps Oscar's arm and then he pushes him. <laughs> Just a joke. Take it, Oscar. Quit taking your own guys out on rebounds. Take out Reeves this time to give Tennessee another possession. Yeah, the one with Reeves. Man, Reeves went flat across the room. It looked, he was like a bouncy ball. Poor Reeves. Got to keep him on his feet. Gosh, I love though. You can tell when he's going to shoot. He has this anticipation about him where he'll like he'll be dribbling. Yeah, he starts like he starts getting happy feet feet. exactly. And then I love it though because when any success for UK is going to include Reeves or CJ scoring, they don't necessarily have to be the leading scorers. But UK is not going to beat a good team, and you look at those guys and they have four points and two points. Both uh, not both of them necessarily, but I think combined for UK to. To have a good offensive performance, those guys are going to have to at least combine for 20 points, maybe closer to 16 just to be safe. But they got to get going, and uh, they're fun to watch. 
I love CJ's optimism and, and, and the way that he's kind of turned into a leader here a little bit. That defensive effort he had against Tennessee is important. Uh, that can keep him on the floor. Those two guys, I think, are the key to a UK turning the season into something. Stripes are going to steal one from us in Knoxville. They nearly did. They nearly did. That Viscovia or the flagrant foul was just horrible. <coughs> There's our point guard. Reeves is point guard one from here on out. Go Cats. <laughs> he wasn't even really playing point guard one. He did it for like a handful of possessions. Yeah. Who knew it only cost my $450 to get the top five <laughs> road win? You're welcome, Roll Call Nation. Keith. Thanks, Keith. Keith. Now we'll just move on from it. Big win. Hopefully this is the springboard to finish out the rest of the season. Just get into the tournament and let's see what happens. I'm at that point. And I think they should get in the tournament. Somebody was asking me yesterday, do you really think they'll get in? I, I do. you got to realize other teams stack up losses as well. That's uh, true. Kentucky's got more than I would have thought, more than certainly we like, and more than we need. But the, this is where you need to pile up wins, though. This is you need These to are stack the games up, you need to. You need absolutely. to stack up wins. Arkansas's got five losses. To give yourself a little wiggle room. These are just the teams that are ranked. Arkansas's got five losses. Uh, Rutgers has five losses. Baylor has five losses. Marquette has five losses. The Again, those are the teams that are, are currently ranked right now. Um, losses are going to pile up across the board, but you got to take care of the teams you should beat, and you certainly need to take care of business at home. Texter says, wow, where has this been all season? It's a good question. Yep. Never been more happy to be wrong about a game and won five to eight to boot. Five verse eight to boot. What a win. Talking about the officials. Plavisic doesn't like Oscar. I don't think they do. Nope. Don't think they do at all. Don't think they like each other. Refs are sure keeping the balls in this game. A texture says, woo, effing who? It's amazing what playing with effort and good defense will do to a team. What a win. So recapping the text line from over the weekend, finishing up from yesterday's show. Bet a lot of money on Tennessee with the points. Almost an uncomfortable amount, but with the win straight up, I couldn't be more happy to throw that money away. God, I could help. Same. And it, it, I do a thing called emotional hedging when I actually think UK is going to win or cover, but just in case they don't, I'll go the other way. I was not even emotionally hedging. I thought Tennessee was going to run away with it. And I thought, especially when Wheeler wasn't going to be playing, that like, okay, who – Kaysen – has struggled playing lead point guard, and then sure enough, he gets hurt, and they throw in... How about... Like, Cal brought this up on the show, and it is true. They put the arrow in a point guard for a little bit, and the dude held his own. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it wasn't like a beautiful John Wall work of art, but he held his own. Yep. Showed some guts. The whole the whole team did. You could see uh, the charge coming, though. <laughs> he, I could. Because that, that guy anticipated it. Like, yeah, yeah, he does. And, and Thiero needs to be a little bit smarter just knowing about those situations. But I sometimes think officials are like, this is a bench guy. I can get an easy, cheap one on him. <laughs> and also, the fact Oscar doesn't get like any sort of celebrity calls is sad. He he does get away with like throwing dudes around, though, which is pretty awesome. They let him be physical and rebound yeah. from time to time. But he, anytime he goes up for a basket after a rebound, he's just getting like slapped, pushed, yeah. Yeah. pulled, yanked down. Should we take our last break? Um, there's two quick ones I want to get to really quick. Oh, sure. In the, text the second one is one of my favorite texts ever. What a day for the Cats and Hoosiers. Never doubt a second lifetime contract for Cal. Many are saying, cheers, Scoots. Cheers. Uh, boycott Hormel Chili. No. Love that commercial. No. That Love commercial. that commercial. Chili, chili. That chili. So I'm, I'm Pelotroning during the Cats game. That one in the BK Your Way, Songs in the Summer. sweating profusely. I'm on mile like 38, whatever it is. Chili, chili. Just every time it goes to commercial, the chili commercial. Chile. Couldn't take it. Chili, chili. 
It was a fun commercial. I just don't need to see it every commercial. It, it also break. was a commercial from like two years ago that they just brought back randomly for that college basketball Saturday. It was all nonstop. Love the BK Your Way song. Wait, though. didn't you say 64 was having issues? So what 264. Uh, well, then they had a typo in their thing. Is it 264, Brown's yeah. Maroon? Yeah, it wouldn't be. Okay, it wouldn't yeah, be 60. Would, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that whole thing didn't really add up to me. Oh, that's my commute home. I'm looking mm. at this picture that Bobby Ellis, traffic with Bobby Ellis, tweeted out. There's cars just turning around on the water zone and like going the other way. Yep, it's a mess. What? Yep. It's a mess. What a mess. Take it out to suck it in your sucky. Uh, also, somebody asked me, uh, Ralph said he couldn't stomach the Tennessee game on 11 personnel. Ask him how his stomach's feeling today. Yeah, how's your stomach feeling I've today? I've actually got a little bit of the rumbly thumbs. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Gassy? Yeah. That's not good. That's great. That's not good for the studio yeah. either. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X Sports Ro- Radio. Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. No, the guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. Welcome back. One final segment here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. U of L linebacker Monty Montgomery enters the transfer portal. It's not a 25 year old. It's not good for the cards. Why is he still playing football? He's a nice little player for them. I know, but wasn't he like really old last year? I, after COVID, I just assume everybody can play until they're pretty much thirty. It's crazy. I thought I thought last year was his last year. Yeah, uh, no, he'll play. Uh, it looks like it'll be Ole Miss or Cincinnati for him. So maybe following his old coach to Cincy, which Cincinnati. You're giving a pass to get away from that guy. Not sure why you'd go back, but neither here nor there. Little update for college football. Things kind of quiet for UK on their end as of right now. But if anything happens, we'll be sure to let you know and we'll talk about it here on Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah, Kentucky's not picking up any more portal players. Oh, they breaking news. They can't, like right now. They will the next wave, but Friday was the deadline to add classes. So, like they. And I, I thought the. Okay. Yeah. So that 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 deed but is isn't, done. Isn't there like a like a, when the transfer portal's done, like it's closed, you no more. The window closed, so no more players can leave. That's what it was after tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day for players to leave, and then you're stuck. And then you're stuck until May. Uh, there's a there's another month long window in May. You can get shadyrays.com anytime tomorrow in May. Uh, anytime you need, they're perfect for gifts. If you're thinking about something to get for. The Valentine's Day, right around the corner. You can get your the man or the woman in your life some a nice pair of shades. I got the wife some really cool sunglasses uh, that I have not seen her wear yet, so I'm actually going to need to talk wow. to her about that. Uh, but also, it's winter. It's not usually as sunny, so, so sure sunglasses she'll probably give me the old run around there. But men's, women's, kids, they got prescription. They got blue lights. And if you're hitting the slopes this winter, they've got snow goggles as well, and they're really, really cool. You can design them custom just the way you like. And use promo code Big X at checkout for 25% off. I know a lot of people have been using it. They have amazing, amazing money-back guarantees, replacement payer promises, 
Uh, they are a great company in each and every sunglass that you buy. Ten meals to fight hunger in America. Over 20 million meals donated uh, with the Feeding America campaign. Helped by Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. A good old Kentucky company. Okay. Keep with the text line or anything else? No. Um, I think we got it. Did I mention Goodwin visiting Louisville yesterday? I don't know if we mentioned it on air, but yeah, but yeah he had he was his arm around Louisville. your uncle. And they looked really lovey-dovey. Yep, uh, and Kobe Albert committed to Mississippi State. Those were the transfer portal things that happened. So, guessing Goodwin. At what point is UK just like, uh, well, well, you know, whether we're, we're moving on from you with Goodwin? Or has that already happened? I don't know. He can't come back this spring, right? I don't think so. Well, is he in class at UK right now? Like, is he enrolled in classes I, at Kentucky? I don't know. I don't know what can he's doing. Can you in. look that stuff up? Somebody can. Somebody in the database can. I think so. But you can't really – I don't think you can really miss what you never really had. Right. And Kentucky really had nothing from him. Wish him the best. I hope uh, the people in his life let him do what he wants to do. Yeah, and hopefully he just gets his stuff figured out. It's good. Yep. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right, keep on with the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, what a day for the Cats and the Hoosiers. Never a doubt. A second lifetime contract for Cal. Many are saying. Uh, Cheers, Scoots. Cheers. We already read it. Yeah. I just wanted to give you another shout out for your Hoosiers. (laughs) Thanks. What's Dick talking about the alcohol? Never heard this. And uh, basically Dick Gabriel had a tweet blaming Eli Capoludo instead of (laughs) Mitch for the alcohol thing. Dick, I like Dick Gabriel, but stop. Yeah, Stop. it's just a lie. Also, and like, somebody that works for UK Athletics is what's the right word? Caping, bootlicking. Mm-hmm. That's a little strong, <laughs> but oh, he's standing up for his athletic director. That <laughs> this is boss. Helps. Technically, his boss. Yeah, throwing Eli under the bus though. I don't doubt that. Like Eli is maybe not pro because if he was pro alcohol, you'd probably have it. Yep. So I don't doubt that he's like, yeah, I'm fine with it. But if Mitch Barnhart wanted booze to every fan, because it's already at the games, people forget that. It's, always, it's already at every game. But if he wanted it for the average fan, that's Eli wouldn't put his foot down and say no. Dick Gabriel, that's just a lie, buddy. I like you. Good guy. But uh, St. Albert grad. But, no. But, but no. Albert the Great? Albert the Great. The Vikings. They're really rubbing it in there. I think Severe is underrated offensively and overrated as a defender. He gets cooked all the time. I think that's probably fair. But there still are spacing issues with him offensively. But put him with Reeves and CJ, and let's see that. When Kaysen needs a break, and he may because the back stuff, and he just may because people need breaks, put him out there with the shooters and see what happens. And then in which case, Wheeler's still going to need to hit some shots, especially in the paint. But... Put them out there with those guards. I think it, it it would help everybody, especially Severe. Wheeler being out opens the floor and allows for more offensive threats. I agree with that. I still think UK's best lineup is Wallace, Reeves, CJ, Toppin, and Oscar. And then I really wish if you're going to take Toppin out, then try Livingston at the floor. Livingston showing some flashes. That dude. Mm-hmm. That aggressiveness, the physicality. He's got a double-digit game. And, I, and you may make a double-digit game. Who really cares? Uh, that's fine if you don't think it's a big deal. He's going he's gonna to have a double-digit game sooner than later. His next three, I'd almost guarantee it. 
One of his next three, he'll have double-digit points. He's, here. he's right there. Sorry, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. I'm happy about what our cats went and did over the weekend. They have a lot more big wins coming. Hey, you called it too, John. You did, John. Your You're optimism paid off. Yeah, you were when UK won. I thought about you, buddy. So hopefully, you celebrated accordingly. Uh, my friend called me last night. And said he wanted an extra ticket to the Globe Trotters for this afternoon. I've never been to one of their events. So at age 37, I'm excited to go. Tell me, have ever you been? And did you enjoy it? Gotta go. To, it's your first Globe Trotters event. That's awesome. It's um, it is the. Like, once you've been once, you've kind of seen it. You've seen the show. Yeah, but it is fun. Like, I'm excited when Duke gets a little bit older to, to take him. It'll be a good time. Love the Globetrotters. Yeah, but but once you've seen it once, you know, you, you kind of know there. I'm a big Generals fan. Wow. Wow. Can't believe that. I didn't finish the text before about Wheeler. The texter says, oh. Wheeler off the bench is going to be huge for us. He's going to be the spark that we need. His minutes should be around 18 to 22 a game. I would love Wheeler coming off the bench, and I think that could be – I think I agree with you, Texter. I think it would be really good for the team. But I don't think it's going to happen. And I also – he's not going to play 18 or 22 minutes a game. More realistically, if you could keep that 26 to 30, I think it would be great. Cal's just going to play that dude. Probably too much. Just a thing uh, that we're going to have to live with. But but maybe hopefully Saturday opens some eyes for some folks. And I agree. Wheeler can do some nice things. He's going to be a part of this team. I just think it needs to be in a more limited role. Also, John, let us know how the Globetrotters event went because that was your text from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Another texter says, just saw Lamar Jackson didn't travel with the team to Cincinnati. He's as good as gone. Wonder if he lands in Miami. I hope for his sake that holding out pays off. That may have been a Rutherford show text. But yeah, Falcons are the uh, early buzz. Packers 16-1 to one to get him. I would be in a bad spot if Lamar Jackson <laughs> is the quarterback in Green Bay. Mm. Like I'm not going to say I would not be a Packers fan, but things would be weird for me. Yeah. What are all these UL fans going to do with their Ravens jerseys? I don't know. Burn them. I, uh, well, if I, <laughs> not going to be playing Ravens games in Louisville anymore. I, don't want, I want him to leave Baltimore just to see the pivot from all these UofL goobs. <laughs> Texter says, you guys are ridiculous. I can't listen to you. I wonder what that was in reference to. This guy's always mean on the text line. Aww. He should probably be blocked. No. No. But Says if all kinds to of us, he probably things. didn't hear us say that anyways. That's true. As someone who's generally pretty positive going into games, I'm absolutely terrified of the Georgia game tomorrow, which is today now. Well, you know, there's that... Um, Roush is nervous, too. Chance they let it, let it slip. I would say when you lose at home to South Carolina to end a 28-game home winning streak, you should probably be nervous with anybody that you're playing. But that Tennessee game was, again, a nice reset, and this team needs to come out hungry. I still probably will take Georgia plus 10.5, but I do think UK should win. I just think it's probably too many points for this team. Hope to be wrong, though. Saw someone make the point that pretty much all guards can comfortably shoot over Wheeler. Not the case for any of the other guards. Difference between 5'8 and 6'3 is massive. Hmm. That's, that's true. I mean, between that and also him just getting beat off the dribble. I mean, I, I feel like that's not his problem, though. Like, I want people to shoot over him. They just get bombed too easily. That's the part that drives me nuts with Wheeler. Wallace has struggled getting to the rim, but it looked even worse on Saturday. Could barely get off the floor. Think his back was pretty bad. Credit to him for playing. 
yeah, uh, credit to him for playing. And Cal said he's not 100%. I am surprised at his inability to get to the rim. Uh, I think Jeff Drummond had some good stats on his – like he's not getting to the free throw line at all. See, yeah, at all. Yeah. And we all thought he was going to be just based on his size, Roush, a more physical guard that was going to be able to take it into some people. He's not doing that to any extent. Mm-hmm. So – Maybe it's injury-related. Maybe he's also just the college game a little bit faster, more physical with him. But he's only attempted four free throws in his last five games, none in SEC play while playing 125 minutes. And also when he's getting to the line, he's not even shooting well, 58%. Yeah. So it's got to get better for, for Wallace in that regard. And my computer died. Oh, no. I've got an old computer, so, like, it'll say my battery's at, like, 30, uh, and, and then it just, just shuts off. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a real <laughs> It's like my phone. There. It's very annoying. Yeah, mm. it is. Uh, Apple products. But uh, I've got it on my phone, so we're good to roll. Somebody else. Uh, Evan. Mayakawa? Is that that guy? That, that's, so, I, I, I had the, the, I, I, I do Sundays now. So I do it the day after the game's right, so I'm trying to provide some extra analysis um, stuff. Um, and I wanted to do something on lineups, but I just it's it's over my head to try to figure out who's in with what and all that. I don't I don't know how they do it. Um, but he figured out how to do it. And this texture sent it in. Frederick and Reeves are the best two man lineup. Reeves, Frederick Toppins, three man, four man is or in just the best five man lineup is the one we mentioned earlier. Frederick Reeves, Toppin Oscar, and Casey Wallace. Texter says, making Tennessee beat you with Plavis' jump hooks is the way to do it. Uh, he was hitting them. But I'm fine with them wasting time in their possession to get him in the right position, try to throw it into him, and then let him make it. Every time that dude made a shot, he acted like he had won the gold medal for the Russian, for the Russians. <laughs> I was like, all right, buddy, you're down six still. But he'd come down the court like, ah! Chill out, you dirty, dirty basketball player. If Jackson wants to reclassify, which I think he will, then it's a complete understand. It's completely understandable to not pick UK. If he stays in 24, then it's pretty bad miss by our staff. That said, in my 30s, so I'm too old to care about a recruit two years away. Uh, pretty much the sentiment of us, but not so much that we don't care about the future of UK basketball, but more so like plenty of time to figure that out, and there's much bigger fish to fry between now and before that dude ever plays a college basketball game. Did you all see the video of Chin Coleman crying on the bench? I did. I did. I, Chin wears his heart on his sleeves, and I love it. I like it, too. He, he, you saw it in that Journey video, too, just how fired he wa- up he was at halftime. Like me some Chin. Was that the video with him and Tyler Eulis? Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize he was crying. Uh, he like wipes a tear. I don't know. I don't think he's balling necessarily. But yeah, I think he but... got a little emotional just mm-hmm. knowing how much it, it, this team needed that mm-hmm. and how important it was for this team. Got to build off it though, or it's pretty much meaningless. You lose to Georgia tonight, and we're right back to doom, gloom, everybody mad and angry. And we don't want to do a show like that. Monday was nice. It was fun. I don't want to do it tomorrow. I don't want to do that tomorrow. Hoops Insight provides great analysis, but his new Cal doesn't get any blame thing is quite odd. Also seems alternate reality. I feel like Cal gets uh, I don't most fo- of the blame. I, I unfollowed him. Um, nothing against him, but I just wasn't – just wasn't – this was a long time ago. I haven't followed him in a while, so I don't know what you're talking about really. Um, but he just seems to kind of – seems to go after people a lot. 
for disagreeing with people get fired up on the internet for disagreeing with his basketball takes. Bullet East Chargers greater than the Los Angeles Chargers says one texter. Saw the the, they had that quarterback that Mr. Football was visiting. Bullet East Beast, you got to get on Roush for the steak dinner, man. I, I, I we're all just we're all waiting. You got Roush is he's too cool. He's too busy. Tom Brady should have retired when he had the chance. Well, he did, and then he came back. Will he play next year, Roush? Yeah, yeah, for a different team. Also, Todd Bowles sucks as a coach. Like, he just sucks. Be a defense coordinator. Don't be a head coach. The video this past weekend of Jordan Anthony was incredibly impressive. It makes me question Coach Skang even more. Why? Run trips left, have Barry on the outside, run in a drag, key in the middle, run a deep post, and Anthony in the slot, run a wheel route. No one is running a step-for-step with Anthony. Touchdown. I mean, also... I do wonder, like, why you didn't just see him throw it. Like, because Will Levis could throw it a country mile. Why not just do that? So yeah, they did They did it one time, and uh, Levis got, like, hit as he threw Like, he didn't have the You're time. right, I yeah, do Yeah, and he that. underthrew him a lot. Because he had his guy beat. Um, but He also needs time. Anthony also, like, he's a little guy. It was going to take him a while just to be able to get off of because he could just get jammed at the line and never even be an option. You know? I don't know. How are you going to jam somebody that you can't keep up with? You do his little one-two quick feet, boom, gone. Right, but that's that's what he's got to get better at. But he is very fast, though. That's fine. Wheeler better be getting significantly less minutes moving forward. That's the question. That's what everybody's wondering. And I, Cal's a loyal dude, so I, I, I will believe it when I see it, but I'm right there with everybody else wanting to see a more limited role. I think he could be a really, really good, fun piece coming off the bench. And he do, does still provide some nice things for this team, but ultimately spacing wins the day for me. Roll call crew, if you're going to describe bad beats, you got to step your game up now. How about 45 total points? I need one more. And as you described, Marr missed four PATs. Worst yeah. part, I'm a Dallas fan. He made back-to-back 60 yarders in Minnesota. Yeah, that's I mean, a, that that's total a beat. was all over it, and they just – You got to buy that hook, buddy. But, Man, yeah, that sucks. That's Sorry. A, I mean, all he had to do was just make one more PAT. I agree with everything you are saying about Ian Jackson, but I also think Cal's retiring after next season, just my opinion. That could totally be true, too. Yeah. I think that could play a role in it as well. And you had a lot of people yesterday, negative fans, or why he didn't want to go to Oh, the that's the biggest load of bull crap I've I don't ever. Think, like, I don't doubt that maybe that was considered. But, like, you don't just all of a sudden Correct. decide you're not going to go to that school because some fans got mad for exactly. a week. Exactly. Like, you know it's Kentucky. Fans get mad. Yeah, and but I think more of like what this texture said is probably more likely. It wasn't so much the fan negativity, but it was like, hey, Cal may not even be there if you do stay in twenty four. Is that something you want to roll the dice with? And he may have just thought at the end of the day, between reclassifying, mm-hmm. knowing who the coach is going to be, uh, UNC is just the safer the, option. Here, for here, here's the other thing about the people who are like, oh, the fans are too mean. If you are supposed to be a number one player in a class and you want to be a first round NBA draft pick, if you suck. Those NBA fans are going to kill you. Like, like fans get mad. Not literally, of course. Right. But, you know, like, yeah. come on. Can't hide in the NBA. John here. Good game day morning, everyone. I had a great time at the Globetrotters. The basketball action does not stop today as it's game day. I'm so excited because what we've seen from our Cats on Saturday is just the beginning of a great turnaround. I have the Cats winning by 28, and <laughs> CJ will keep his momentum going and will be your MVP. So let's go, BVN. Stand up and show your support for the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll got to go talk to you later. Love it, John. Good morning, TJ. Great win Saturday. I agree with you. We need that lineup to start. I understand what Roush is saying, but I'd argue that because of how poor we've been 
starting is more of a reason to start with that group. Get a rhythm and offense flow going. Anyways, I hope they build on the momentum they got from Saturday. Go Cats, suck at Louisville, and suck at Roush. Honda Pilots are nice instead of minivans. Mm-hmm. Minivans are the Cats pajamas, especially when you have car seats. Oh, there's going to be a lot of those. I don't think Oscar was doing meat copters. My two-year-old just asked what a meat copter was. Thanks, TJ. <laughs> I don't think your two-year-old did. I think you're just trying to make TJ feel bad. He slid that one in there. That's impressive for your two-year-old. I hope you gave uh, – I hope you, you – be honest. You can't lie as a parent. You all like Georgia plus 10.5. Seems like they're getting too many points, and I'm in Indiana right now, if you know what I mean. Don't tell Damon there. Oh, we're in Indiana I do right like uh, the 10.5. Seems like too many. Rumble Tums means Georgia lost. Love it. Do you think Brady is done? Uh, I don't. I think he'll go somewhere else. I think he'll go somewhere else for one more year. Cap is the term you're looking for. Dick Gabriel is capping. There we go. That's what it is. (laughs) That's what it is. All right. Predictions for the game. Uh, Nobody got any points on Saturday. I was happy about that one. Uh, Scooch, what do you got for us? I'm gonna. I think cats roll tonight. Give me Kentucky, seventy-two to fifty-five. I'm taking a cover. And I'm going to leave the door open for you all. I think CJ goes crazy tonight. No, CJ goes bonkies. Okay. Well, TJ will take UK 66 to 60. And, yeah, I'll go ahead and take the double-double machine Oscar. Um, He's motivated from Cal's disparaging comments. I'm going to say Cats 75, Georgia 68. 68. 68. And uh, your MVP is none other than Xavier Wheeler. Whoa! Coming back. Wow, how about that? Yeah, to all the people think I'm a Xavier Wheeler hater. (laughs) He's taking him as MVP. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Get your nap in so you can stay up late, and we'll be up early to talk about it on tomorrow's Kentucky Roll Call at 7 a.m. Go Cats! This is KRC. I'm Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kelly. Go Cats! Oh,